let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect. Uh, nobody can be perfect. But by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some this is the four man's packers podcast coming from b2b data guy studios with your host spencer says monowitz and kyle turkowski Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I am your host, Spencer Sismanowitz, joined with Kyle Turkowski. Kyle? Hello. And the Packers maintain a one-game lead in the NFC North. Hey, Let's go. Nothing However. But po- nothing but positive vibes here, right? Yeah, sort of. It's you were, We are accustomed to a victory Tuesday, but instead today it's cancel the season Tuesday. Yeah, it's been the few days after the game. Are always so fun. Well, it's yeah so so fun but especially this week it's it feels like after we lost to the cardinals last year which is so so stupid obviously everyone's so negative right now Mm -hmm. i usually am kind of when everyone's really optimistic i'm a little under them when everyone's really down i'm a little higher than that classic contrarian not contrarian but i try to you know stay on the line rather than pull to those extremes gotcha but yeah, not a very good game. It's one of those games where once it was done, I mean, shoot, even at halftime, I was like, did I even watch <laughs> anything? Can this thing just please end? It was not not very good on any any real... I mean, were there any positives of this Honestly, game? Honestly, I did not take a single one. Like, I mean, I guess... The whole force feeding Devante was cool. Ugh, but don't, don't start that. Don't start that. It was it was literally I mean eleven targets and the near the closest closest receiver had six. And I think it's it's it was pretty clear that that was the game plan going in and um they didn't really want to sway from that. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll hop right back right into it like we usually do. Uh Aaron Rodgers this is the first time in what five five games I think since that that Eagles game I think was the first one where he really looked back. But this this was the same. This was 2018 Aaron Rodgers again, where it was once again. It's like he's not he's not. I don't even want to say playing to the offense because that's just so drawn out and all that. But it's mm-hmm. just the fundamentals. It seems like he's just kind of you know pushing too much, and that's why it turns into the Devontae Adams offense. Because when everything breaks down, that's, that's the sure thing is Devontae Adams. Too. Yep, yep. And, well, I mean, it's because it's it's usually worked in the past, but uh, today I think he was – or on Sunday he was a little too stubborn with that and was, again, maybe looking his way, tunnel vision too much. Um, but I don't know. that – his time in the pocket was very limited. Um Despite him dancing a little bit and kind of having happy feet, it's because Bosa and Ingram right. were a problem all day. Yeah, and that's that's something I wrote down. And we, I said this at the beginning of the year, not like it's rocket science. I mean, this is pretty much the key for any real team. But the thing I said was the two keys for this team is going to be keeping Aaron Rodgers upright and getting pressure on the quarterback on defense. As and is for... As is for everyone, but mm-hmm. you look at what happened this game, and those two things definitely didn't really happen. Yeah, after all the the praise and 
and admiration Balaga was getting, I think he was humbled a little bit. Yeah, we'll 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 get to we'll get to him. But Ro- Rogers, like I said, not not a very good game. Kind of just out of out of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this though, I st- I think the best ball he's thrown all year was that deep pass to oh, to Kumaro. Yes. It was out, it's kind of it's like we wish I wish we would have had that on one of the MVS throws, which I don't think any of them actually connected for touchdowns, but it's just where he kept throwing it short throwing it short yeah. and then for Kumaro it was a little out it was a little too much. But man, just the arc on the ball and the spiral line, it's just beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. But you yeah, cuz you the you mentioned MVS on those throws and that's so true because of of the deep balls MVS has caught this year, it seems like on every single one he's had to like slow down a half a step right. or so to come back and get it. And he has not scored on, on any of those deep bombs yet. I mean, granted, they're huge gains. And, I mean, I think we've probably ended up with points on most, if not all of them. But, mm-hmm. yeah, just no none of that like 2014-type feel where he boots out and it's a, it's a home yeah. run. 65-yard right, touchdown. Deep, the deep play to Jordy. Yep. What it always seemed to be. Yeah, so uh, I guess after how uplifting the last few weeks were, uh, I think we're going to have to put this on the back burner for the MVP Aaron Rodgers 2019 launch. I mean, I wouldn't say back burner. I would say maybe just back in week. the middle of the road. Just a week. But, yeah, it was, yeah, again, very uh, very humbling, bring us back down to earth type game. Yeah, and al- along with that, this game shows you, how important it is to have two good offensive tackles because we still no matter what everyone wants to say we still have probably the best tackle tandem offensive tackle tandem in the league but even when you have that it's not always going to work and we we even even the teams we played earlier this year like the broncos you know and the bears and the vikings they have multiple you know they have two edge guys that Mm -hmm. can that can force you but it it's weird how it just happened to happen in freaking Los Angeles, Los, and yeah, because none, yeah, none of none of the tandems that you mentioned uh, have played nearly as good against us as those two just did. Yeah, yeah, and Bakhtiari, the whole oh God, the the first couple of series were just so blah. It's like brutal it, it, to watch. And it's the thing with this team, and it's it's every team really, but it's God on offense. If we can just get out of our own way, that's always the problem. Starting off. I mean, it seemed like it, it felt like three false starts in a row. The, yeah, the first three or four drives that they had in, in the first quarter, there was a drive-killing penalty on every single one, where I don't even think they picked up a first down in the first quarter. No, it was no, they didn't. I don't think they did. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. But yeah, Bakhti, Bakhtiari and Blaga. Uh, I'll say that there's, um, there's a lot of, lot of uh, smack talking going on. The uh, I forgot his name, but I listened to like, the Packer Net podcast uh, that this guy does it, it's it's usually pretty good and his pro football focus breakdowns are pretty great. But one thing he said was he was questioning with what we'll get into later with Rogers' comments on the forty eight hours beforehand. Mm. He was even implicating that Balaga might have been one of the guys who went out. He was pretty much blasting out everyone that everyone could have been out partying or drinking the night before or wow. two nights before. But it's like, dude, Brian Balaga. This is Brian Balaga's. First game playing with that splint on his hand. I think that's got more to do with it. You think Brian Balaga uh, is yeah. really trying to go out in I mean, California? Brian Balaga, Iowa? I, I really doubt it. Yeah. That, wow, that, that is a crazy accusation. Yeah, he was 
I, I do like the podcast, but that one today, I was like, that is not a, that's a head that's scratcher not for what sure. I'm about. But yeah, it's definitely definitely what you said, the, the splint, because yeah, this is the first first game with it. Yeah. Um, moving on to to the receivers, uh, we touched on it a bit. It was Devonte. It was like Devonte was A, Lazard was B, and everyone else was F. Mm. It, there really wasn't anything else mm. from anyway. Like like looking beforehand, MBS didn't have a catch. Kumro, that's just insane. Didn't have me. a catch yet, and Kumro's both balls. They were kind of those, the deep play you'd like for him to make it, not the easiest. But God, it's like he hesitated just just a little bit where he could have got it, and there was another tough one that hit him in the hands. I mean, but, but you're already a fringe. I mean, you were a fringe roster guy coming mm-hmm. into the season. You just you have to make those plays. Well, it seemed, and we've we've said similar things before about Geronimo. It's like Geronimo didn't even play this game. You know, it, I did not see him very much. I don't remember seeing anything i mean two catches for 21 yards on only two targets mm-hmm. um yeah i i don't know but and you said lazard with a b but unfortunately he didn't really show up until the fourth quarter we didn't get I, anything going until the fourth yeah yeah that's that's true but um would be nice to have gotten him going but i mean on a, on a positive note ever since that detroit game he has just done nothing but make plays He's very, very consistent, you know, it, and it's weird for, I guess he had the one bad drop against Oakland, but mm. other than that, everything has been, he's... He made he's, it up with an acrobatic catch in that same game. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you want, you need assignment sure players on this offense. Like we've said before, the things that keep getting in our way is when we're kicking ourselves. Yep. And it's the penalties and it's the drops and you, we need these guys. I don't care. We don't need the flashy, like, you know, MVS bomb plays. We just need some consistency, some freaking move the sticks. Yes, just so, something to get it going because that. We and were uh, yeah, it, I, we've and we've already said it, but MVS with zero catches is is just insane to me because I I really thought played. with Devonte, granted it's it's only been one game so far, but I really thought things were going to open up a lot more for MVS with Devonte back, and that right. still remains to be seen because there's a lot of season left. But that was not not a good start. No, and he played the second most snaps out of all the receivers too, which I was wondering the last few weeks because we've kind of when we bring guys back, they do seem to be on a bit of a pitch count, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the case for Devonte, and, and that it was, wasn't the case for MVS the last few weeks. And that was a big thing, I think, going pregame is they were trying to sell that Devonte was going to be on a pitch count. And maybe that was probably just a little bit of gamesmanship to maybe throw off well, the Chargers game plan, but they did not stick to that snap count at it's, all. It's something that they've brought up recently, they being just the, the media has noticed how with Mike McCarthy, if someone was hurt, they didn't come back until they were – well, it, it's still the same thing. They're not coming back until they're 100% ready. 110%. 110% ready. And then when they're back, they're 100% full-on back. And what we've seen this year is with LaFleur is when they do bring guys back up to this point, at least before Devontae, is that it is, you know, smaller chunks. I think because, like, when Kevin, when Kevin King came back – it was 20% snap, yep. something like that. Yep. When MVS came back the first game, it was 20% snap. That's right. So it's... So kind of a kind of a zag to what he's been zigging so far. Ooh, there, Ooh. Yeah, Whoa. zigzag. Uh, I, I thought of this too. For how much has been made over before before this year and maybe last year as well, a lot was made of the Packers um, lacking phys- physicality and size on um, at the receiver position. Now we have that. And I mean, it's, that's pretty much that's the what we only have. thing we have. And it was funny because I saw a lot of comments from people talking this week, and it's like, why don't we have quick, quicker guys on this offense? It's like, okay, we just had Randall Cobb, Trevor and Davis, all these, and we were we were kind of we, were, we said we had to move to the bigger guys. Now we have them, and it's 
Grass, an influx. Grass yeah. is always greener on the other side. Yep. That's uh yeah. Keeping with the pass catchers, Jimmy Graham, four catches, seventeen yards. <laughs> it's just it's and that pretty that kind of sums up it doesn't sum up the game for the offense, but it's just I mean it kinda does though. Even yeah. the production we had wasn't production. It was, yeah. And I I watched uh the the highlight just to kind of refresh before and it's a the highlight video of just the the game on NFL YouTube and the first Packers offensive highlight it's a it was a 7 minute video mm-hmm. first Packers offensive highlight didn't come till 4 minutes in <laughs> right. and it was a i think it was like an 8 yard catch by Devontae. Yeah, right. wasn't even like wasn't even a first down and that that just that shows you the game too i remember after the first quarter i was like this is the freaking fastest game i've cuz it was it was uh, two and a half drives, I think. Yep, or three. It was at least three because there was again three drive killing penalties on all three. Yeah, and, which led to no first downs and quick punts. But to that point, the, the highlight videos that they always put out on YouTube usually they're like ten to thirteen minutes, seven minutes. Seven minutes. That, yeah. just, that just shows you how much actually happened during yep. the game. Uh, moving on to the running backs, this might be the only real bright spot is, and we've said it the last few weeks is I love jamal williams i just like uh, my heart grows fonder each week yeah it 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 is the games not like we won or anything but when aaron jones isn't playing well jamal just seems to be the guy just a safety net and he's just he's just there always and he doesn't make big boneheaded mistakes not really the the uh the second and five that he had where he picked up 10 where he catches it jukes the guy kind of half breaks the tackle jumped yeah, the weird, weird jump juke. Yeah, runs over the next guy and then runs over the next guy as he falls forward. This so, I th- he's one of those guys where boomers would probably not like him because <laughs> of how much he does dance and yeah. do all that shit. And he he's a personality. You know, he's bringing up SpongeBob and stuff at his, Love you know, that. during his interviews and stuff. Goat cartoon. And I feel he's a guy that would be very easy for people to point at and be like, "Hey, quit dancing." Yeah, but it's like. I'm always going to let him dance because he he was like the only guy on offense who seemed to give a shit late in that game. Yeah, and even I mean, and even when he scored the touchdown, he still had a little. Yeah. Well, he, I I just I he's lo- got the wiggle. I really loved appre- and appreciated that because he he celebrated, but it wasn't like excessive. It was just mm-hmm. like I'm I'm happy I scored a touchdown, yeah. and he had that little a little hip shake, and I just it was the perfect amount to where it was like, yeah. okay, buddy, you're down three possessions. Come on. For most, it might be excessive, but for Jamal Williams, it's very tame. the sweet spot. Yeah, and another thing, I you I doubt you saw this because this was on uh, the Packers News Packers podcast. Tom Silverstein. Hmm. I feel like he's just hmm. I still like him, but God, it's like he keeps popping up as a rival almost where it's just like, Tom, come on, like find find the middle ground. It's here. okay to f- have joy. This was a quote that he had. Well, it's not like he's a fan. It's not like he cares if they're actually winning. But this is a quote that he had on the podcast very early. One thing that really ticks me off about this game is that I've kept trying to pick which game they were going to lay a big fat egg and I kept missing. I thought it would be against Kansas City. Thought maybe Oakland would be a tighter game. Then I finally picked the Packers to cover, and they can't do it. Show well, at least he finished with this. Woe is you. Shows you that I know nothing. He goes. He goes on to I say like that. that uh, I like that last part. I did laugh at this too. He said because they have a live blog that they have during the game, and he said usually the fans are talking to him, saying, "Hey, come on, be a little bit more optimistic." He said this week he was having to reassure fans that everything's going to be okay. Really? Because of Cause, how because of how bad it was going. Because I was gonna, and you you like to defend him, and I and I get it because yes, he is a beat writer. He's reporting facts. He he has no. 
uh really like emotional right but like i i just i i I just really feel like he's leaning into it's the not, heel. It's not, uh, and don't you don't you think you would like get more engagement and more he like people who want? Yeah, I, he, clearly. He's been, well, he's been around for so long. You look. Um, what what does the news lead with? Death. You know, that's what the nightly news leads with, that's and that's so he knows point. that this, this is gonna get clicks, and when he's the leader of that charge, it's gonna happen. Not like he's trying to that's do it so point. much, but I do find I do find it hilarious too how the post game press conferences. He does ask questions, but after a loss, he is asking so much. You hear his voice so much more than you do after wins. And he, oh, is, is he one of those where he tells a story for no, his question? No, 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 no. I mean, those are Usually, the worst so, people on earth. He does kind of break down certain things. He doesn't ask terrible questions, but yeah, it usually is on the negative side of things. Yeah, but it's like we were kind of saying with the game, it was just... It was so, so blah. And it's it's what we've struggled with, or what Rodgers has struggled with. It's always these Mike Zimmer-type defenses and this the same thing where it's they were in quarters the majority of the game. They're just dropping four, and they're rushing four. And when you're getting to the quarterback with that, it's it's problems. And it seems this is going to be the big test. I think after the Eagles game, people were calling Matt LaFleur Mike McCarthy, which was so fucking stupid. But we're going to have to figure out how to play – these types of teams because look at we're a decent defense and a team that has a veteran quarterback a decent running game and a good tight end yep that that's the kryptonite for our team and i i feel like i think the the what you mentioned has been the kryptonite for rogers his whole career if you can get yeah. at, at him with four rushing and and four deep then he's gonna it's, it's kind of it depends on scheme at that point and so i think once teams and so far this year, teams that have blitz have have paid the price, and the right. Chargers really did not have to blitz at all. Which is and you know us saying this, it's like well, no shit. If you if you're rushing four and you're getting the quarterback, you're probably gonna no shit. Right. But it's you, you got to say it. At, and then at the same time too, with it's finding out how to alleviate that, and also the it was thirty five passes, ten runs. Mm-hmm. You're playing from behind, but geez, for how long it it's we we were staying in the game? It's like, fuck, we probably could have ran the ball even in the third quarter and been been fine. It seemed, it, yeah, like those first and ten runs, they they I, there really weren't any negative ones to start the game. They were at yeah. least picking up three, four, five yards. But then again, the penalties bring you back to yeah. where you have to throw the ball. Yeah, you're exactly right. But uh, with that, we will go to a ad from B2B Data Guy. And now stepping up to the stage, B2B Data Guy. I'll be your dream, I'll be your wish, I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything B2B. I want to increase open rates so your customers see you. I will be strong, I will be faithful, cause I've contracted a new beginning. A reason for sending these emails out for you. I want to learn your customers' pain points. I want to fulfill all of your needs. 
Go to b2bdataguide.com and mention this ad for an awkward conversation. All right, and we're back with the defense. Uh, ben, don't break, kind of broke. <laughs> that, uh, that first quarter and that first drive I really thought was a good like summation of the whole season so far. It was, well, it was chunk, 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 and then On the two cusp sacks. of the red zone. Yeah. Cusp or of the red zone or right, right there. Yep. It's, it's a penalty on first down or a sack on second or third, and then we're, we're sitting pretty. I actually think that this wasn't that bad of a game from the defense. I know overall there's a lot of really, really bad numbers over the last six games mm -hmm. I saw. We're 31st in yards allowed. We're also uh, mm, 31st. Yards per play. Yeah, yards per play and, and explosive plays as well. We're number one the for allowing plus, those. Yeah. But, I mean, this game, it it, it felt like Petten was just uh, just getting ready for Rodgers to turn into Rodgers. Like he's just looking at the clock, getting ready to leave work, and it's like, where where is this? <laughs> where is it coming from? And it never actually happened. And the game, I never thought this game was done until the pump block. Mm, which yep. was not fun. Eight and, yards. Yeah, it was like a half-ass block. But after that, it's like, okay, well, shit, they're probably going to get a touchdown. Put in an impossible position, right? Because they they held up well when they had decent, you know, decent field position to defend. But right. once they were starting on that side of the field, I was like, well, you you got to break eventually, yeah. and it sure happened. And like, and that first drive, like I mentioned, I. Besides the sack on third down, I think that was their first third down of the drive. So it was it was first and ten, second and five, right. first and ten, second and ten, first and ten, rinse and repeat until they got to the red zone. Yeah, it's it seems like once when we have a first down stop, it's like okay, this is the series where we're going to hold them. Yes, you know that's that's what it seems to be. Yes, but yeah, but their run game was was clicking. They got a hell of a duo. In in Gordon and Eckler, yeah, um, you, you knew Gordon was only going to get better the more he played. It he was came yeah, out it really was, rusty. It was only a matter of time back. before we were going to see the Melvin Gordon we're accustomed to seeing. And mm -hmm. um, I think it's uh, I had a buddy say that like this is ba like his games up to this one was his preseason. Right. I thought that was a perfect way to put it. Yeah, no, that that's a really good point. I don't know if it was two or three games before how many he actually played until before coming back, but. Yeah, the run D still isn't very good. Uh, we can talk about Blake Martinez a little bit. Everyone seems to be talking about him this week. Exceptional. Yeah, we've talked about him in the past because you kind of have to. It's just we and we don't want to hound on him because everyone else seems to be too right now. We were worried, but we were worried about Blake Martinez yeah. before it was very popular. To before be it was cool. About. Yeah, yeah, we we Not were we were eh, on Blake before it was cool. Yep. But it's it's really, like I've said, all you need is this guy to make tackles, and he can do that. But I feel like the ceiling of the defense is just so much lower when you don't have an exceptional athlete in the middle. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing. There was one play um, in the third quarter, I think. Maybe it was the second. No, it was the second. It was coming, uh, coming back from the TV timeout after the two-minute warning. Blake Martinez on the side of the field was chasing down Melvin Gordon, got juked, missed him. Melvin Gordon kept running. Blake Martinez came back, and after someone else got in front of Gordon to slow him up, Blake got the tackle. And I'm like, this this kind of sums up his and that career. that shows up on the – yeah, like uh, Zach Cruz. Again, great follow on Twitter. He had a great tweet where it was like, Blake Martinez is going to finish with nope. four – Matt. It was Matt Matt from The Athletic. 
Was it? No, yep. I swear it was positive. Zach. Positive. You can mm. check. I got the screenshot. But I know. Finish what you're. But he say. said. He said. Um, Blake Martinez is going to finish this game with 14 to 16 tackles, oh. but that means nothing. Like he played awful up to yeah. this point. Okay, and I guess I guess I overstepped. Matt said Blake Martinez leads the league in tackles, and this this just shows you what a obsolete stat that is. How that is. means nothing. Yeah, we we talked about it last week too. Of some people, you know, you just look at the boxers and you're like, oh my god, he had 14 tackles. What a mm-hmm. good game! It's like, not really. It's it's just he's he's the end of the funnel. Seven yards behind the play. Yeah. Um. And and uh, I love I love Aaron Nagler. He's my favorite favorite guy on the beat. Um, not or, on the beat. I mean, he's not on the favorite guy in in <laughs> right. the Packers. Whatever. But he, he, I think, has turned into sort of a Blake Martinez defender, and he likes to say that Petten isn't doing him any favors with mm-hmm. like the calls or, or the position he's putting him in. But, I mean, come on. It's, it's year four for the guy. It's week, whatever, nine for the guy, too. Like, yep. he, he's just – I don't just don't think he's a playmaker, and I don't think right. it. you can really blame that on Pet. You can only blame it on Petten for – to a certain point, but I think we're past that. He's got to make plays. There was a, I, f- I forgot where the conversation was or where I saw it, but there was a lot made early in Blake's career that he's, you know, AJ Hawk just drafted later, you know, and yep. even during AJ Hawk's career, people were like, well, he's a solid, okay player. You just look at him but negatively like because overall. he was taken fifth overall. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're, we're seeing, you know, people were like, how would fans react if he was taken later? Well, that's what we have with Blake yeah, Martinez. He's a late round AJ. He, he wow. was taken in the fourth round, and he's just a tackle guy. So it's gonna be. We've, we don't have many free agents this year. I think Blake and Kenny are the only real big guys. But next year, it's like Bakhtiari and Lindsley mm-hmm. and guys like that. Where I I think you gotta let Blake go. But at the same time, I don't really know what you're gonna do to replace him. Because that's because and that's the other thing too is fans love go sign a inside linebacker. It's like these game changing playmaking mm-hmm. inside linebackers aren't just you know sitting yep. on their couch right now. Exactly, and that's Bill Huber said. I listened to him. He was on the, some radio station today. He was talking about how you see this need because everyone seems to have this need. It's almost like a tight end in like fantasy football. You got one or you yeah. don't. Yep. You either got a good guy or it's someone you're kind of plugging in every week. Yep. And that's kind of what the middle linebacker position is in a 3-4 because he talked or well you know the nickel whatever shit we do but he's talking about how like the bears you know if you want one of these guys you got to draft them high yep and that's what happened because two of them went early not this year's draft but the year before that well, this year too oh yeah uh, devin white went yeah, fifth overall that, that is, i really that, loved that's him what I'm thinking of yep and then devin bush at 10 overall which yep. was two that, which right. i absolutely right. would have loved him too but um steelers loved him they traded up for him and yep. he's He's paying a lot of dividends right now. Yeah, it just it gives you a lot more flexibility. Uh, staying with the kind of gloom here, Jair Alexander has oh, not had a good second month, quarter. Six weeks, yeah. You know, he he was really hot, and it was like, shit, maybe. There was so much early talk about Zadarius being the captain of the defense and stuff, and it looked in the first month, it's like, oh, well, maybe Jair's going to push him, but now it's just. Those two big, well, the, the, the two by Mike Williams, the catch and run, yeah. where he, he – it looked like he kind of had a decent break on the ball. It just was it was a good throw by Rivers and he like was outstretched by bad, it and then he, he couldn't catch up to him and Mike Williams just scampered for 60 yards and then the the deep ball the deep to where he just that was bad. just big boyed him. Yeah, and uh there was there was some talk about the he he got really close to getting that pick that sky ball which was very strange and it was kind of this in the sun too. Yeah. I don't know. It, I think that was a tough uh 
play to make. I did not like this. Ryan Wood tweeted this watching watching that play. Watching live, thought Jair Alexander should have picked that Philip Rivers pass. It hung up there for a while. Looked like Alexander was tracking the football whole way. Might have stumbled a bit with the back pedal, but sure. But he's got to make that play. It's like no. I don't I don't know. I, I hate the I hate this narrative with some players where people are like, Oh, if you want to be a great player, you gotta you gotta make that play. It's like you can't always make these fucking game changing yeah. plays. And I mean that ball landed on the white of the right. end zone, right? It, it and wasn't like easy. he was I mean he was probably a good six, seven yards from the ball when it landed. On so top like, of it, we don't that's know. It's just so unreasonable to expect him to make that play. We don't know what his responsibilities were for that play either. Because right. he kind of came in at a very odd angle, too. And that obviously had something to do with it falling incomplete. And it's not like, yeah, Rivers gave his guy a chance at all either. He right. was intentionally throwing that away. That's just, yeah, that's, yeah. that's ridiculous. Uh, I'll say that Zadarius, he's, um, well, we can say for both the Smith. Smith guys, they both have over eight sacks now, and he Zadarius is the most consistent guy on this defense because he's always just flying. You never he's, saw Clay in the last three years fly around like Zadarius yes, does. Yes, even even when we're not, you know, not the best performance, at least you're seeing Rivers has got to move around a little mm. bit. We not as much pressure or sacks for this game. Oh, we got to talk about that. The grave, the grave digger. Sack I dance. was going to say, that's a nice nod. It was a nice nod. Poor execution. I give it a C minus. Yeah. I don't know what the hell it was. Well, it was I too was, high. I was watching it with my brother and he's like, did he just do the grave digger? I was like, no, that was not the grave digger. There was talk about it beforehand. And then I saw it and I was like, I think it was the grave digger, but it's like, he he was too high with the shovel the entire time. It yeah, just, it looked yes. like he was holding he it really, like a trophy. He didn't really dig. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, I and that's why I I kind of just like dismissed. It. I was like, "There's no way that was it." Because I was, thought yeah. he was just doing like a fist pump almost. Yeah. Um, continuing on uh, with the defense not playing very well. Savage. There was a lot of talk, and I know you said it, but you weren't the only one because the defense did start taking that. You know nosedive i don't think the defense as a whole is a nosedive but you know what i mean the this decline we've had yeah, regression was when savage left well he's came back and there really hasn't been much of a difference at all you know he was making yeah. these flashy plays the first few games and the last two i can't remember him doing much he's missed a couple tackles but that's the thing with those ankles though and we saw it with Devonte adams and his i mean he could not catch a cold his second year because he had two bum ankles and that just affects everything. I think it affects physically, it affects mentally for sure. Yeah, and it, um, I think that could could be why and those things linger. That's what they say half the time with injuries. It isn't always the pain or getting back from it. It's trusting like the psychology of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think we'll end with this for the defense. Um, Rivers. This was a quote Rivers had after the game. A few people have been talking about this. Quote: We saw the same formation and same look, and they just kept doing the same thing. Said they usually uh, said usually teams blitz to change it up, but they didn't. He's not wrong. I don't really blame Petten. Um, but at the same time, you look at the stat line, you see Rivers was 21 for 28 for 298 yards. Gordon had 20 carries for 80 yards. You see those stats, and it's like, well, that's that's not too bad. Yeah. That's a very very winnable game. Uh huh. But no, I think uh, I mean I think Petten has to have some of that that blame because if you. The call it it seemed like the call that he was calling in was the call mm-hmm. regardless of what the offense came in lined up as mm-hmm. and of uh, fourteen fifteen whatever year veteran that Philip Rivers right. has seen every type of defense every type of check and every type of adjustment and he we made it so easy on him to make those adjustments mm-hmm. and and find the play to beat us so 
Um, that's tough. That's what that's what I've said all year. You you love you love hearing it, but that was the same exact thing with Dom Capers' defense. The young, inexperienced quarterbacks we absolutely uh, manhandled, but when we face a veteran, it's it's a much tougher battle, and we saw that saw that on uh, Sunday. Uh, special teams. I guess we can we'll transition this way. Tony Brown, the defense. It was kind of an odd little thing at the end of the game there, where um, he was offsides on fourth down. They make the field goal, do it again. They score after that. The game is really yep. over. Yep. But there was a there was a debate back and forth. I I thought it was the right move. I don't know if you thought it was the right move. At least going into going into the fourth down, I was like, I'm glad that they're going for it because if they stop them, it's a two it's possession still a game. game. Yeah. But if they kick the field goal, it's three possessions and it's even more over. Right. But, yeah, I um I thought because I couldn't remember if it was if the field goal, but yeah, if if the field goal would have pushed them to three possessions, yes, then yeah, it, it would have. It it makes no sense to not kick it there. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it that was the right call to, um, I guess Tony Romo really thought it was the right call. Yeah, yeah, so, right, right call for or it was good for the Packers. But of course, Tom T- Tom Silverstein thought that uh, the. Uh, the go- going for it was was bad for the Packers. I mean, mm-hmm. it ended up being bad for the Packers, but we didn't have much of a chance in that game, anyways. Right. Uh, special teams. Hey, eight yard punt. Wow. Hey, yeah. Well, yeah. The block. The block was really bad. Um, that was Goodson too, who missed his block. That not very good from our um, leggy boy J.K. Scott. He had a, he had a couple. <laughs> of, you haven't oh, seen my. that? No. Oh yeah. He's, uh, that, I guess that's more on the on the Packers subreddit. Oh yeah, he's the leggy boy. Well, that's <laughs> well, well you. You've seen the memes. The memes are great for the J.K. Leggy Scott. boy. Oh yeah, the J.K. Scott MVP campaign and all the all the memes of he's the reason for why you know we were seven and two. Yeah, let's. We gotta, everyone, Leggy boy. We gotta keep saying this. We this is a seven and two football team. A seven and two football. Let's team. all just yeah take a deep breath. Hold on. Let's take like three seconds. Seven and two. Yeah. Yeah, I feel a little bit better. And this this is the thing so do I. for going into the this year, and we've said it so much. A new head coach, there's going to be growing pains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a growing pain. We are seven and two with a first year head coach. Things are gonna get better, guys. It's yep. not that bad. It's going to get better. And like you said, if you go thirteen and three you got to lose three games. Yes, sir. Shout out uh, Kyle, the mayor of Green Bay. Uh, here is another ad read. Are your current sales leads bad and trash? Well, worry no more because you have found B2B Data Guide. I will give you the best leads you have ever seen. You thought your previous leads were good? Those leads belong to the trash man. Do you want to be a trash man? I have leads for doctors, teachers, bartenders, zookeepers, adult film producers, anything you need, I got it. I have so many leads, I don't know what to do with them. You'll never find quality leads at this price ever again. I will bet my pristine reputation on this. I've had women flock to me asking me about these leads. Don't you want these leads? Contact me now, immediately, today, immediately for these leads. These are my leads, contact me today. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. Headline. All right, so switching it up a little bit this week, I figure we can kind of loop two things in, two segments here. Um, 
with Make a Pro Football Talk headline and take news. Uh, we'll start with whatever a lot of people have been talking about this week. Here's Aaron Rodgers answering a question during the post-game press conference. We got to be, you know, honest with our, uh, you know, our routine and decisions we made the last 48 hours and make sure that uh, our head's in the right place the next time we come on a, on a big road trip, which will just be in three weeks. All right, so you heard Rodgers after the game. That's a post-game press conference. Kyle, make a pro football talk headline. Got to be honest about the routine and decision. So, okay, I'm going to go Rodgers feels deceived by teammates. Might be losing a handle on the locker room. That works. That works. As a leader. Yeah, it's a little more concise, too, I think, than what you've had in the past it, uh, which is, yeah <laughs> which is better it it, uh, it questions his leadership yep it uh has it put in a in a frame where rogers is pointing the finger yep and uh it's hating on rogers it's got Perfect. all three now i would make one but this is why i'm kind of looping in the take news and pro football yeah you haven't really told me the direction you're so i'm i'm, I'm right. curious i'm not gonna this. have one but i'm going to play a clip from our favorite Tom Silverstein from his podcast this week. Essentially, you start adding two and two. He's saying they shouldn't have come out early. Interesting, yeah. Uh, you could surmise that they went out Friday night. Too many players went out Friday night in L.A. You know, that came out Friday night. They probably didn't have much of a curfew. Yeah. Or Saturday, you know, they had their walkthrough and maybe had time to go to the beach. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, or maybe the crispness of the walkthrough or what was asked of them was right. different. Yeah. Or they didn't hydrate. You know, you yeah. can go through. This is sure. the thing with these kind of messages is that it's not. He, he's throwing it out there, but he's not going to be specific. And uh, it's a message probably to LaFleur. So, yeah, we'll we'll play the clip. I played it here in the studio oh, for Kyle too. But um, yeah, I mean, Tom's little comment there—that's very, very similar to what you would expect from a Mike Florio Pro Football Talk headline. Um, I don't know. It's I I was so curious. I looked it up after seven of the fifty-three players on the Packers have California roots, including Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he went out there. But my God. Why? It, it's funny how in that in that bit too he builds up. First he's like, well, you know, he's not very specific. It could be, you know, just players not having a curfew. It could be hydration, and then at the end he's like, you know, it was it was the coach. It's it was exact the coach. specific. He, he's yeah, sending feeds words into his mouth. Like yeah. that is so like and the, his like you said his build up was oh maybe it was guys going out maybe it guys wasn't hydrating. Yeah. So then does that mean that? He was talking about LaFleur going out on Friday. Like, do you think LaFleur's going out on Friday getting I, all wasted? Like, I think – I know what he's saying because what he's saying is that Rodgers – and when we went to Dallas this year, we flew in on Saturday, play Sunday. This That's this what week, they've done every road trip, right? Well, no, that's that's what was different. For Dallas, they flew in on Saturday. For L.A., for the Chargers, they flew in on Friday. Right, right. That's so what the whole thing – this was the first time that they threw yes. in. Yeah. yeah, that was the first time they've done that. So, obviously, you're, that's going to be brought up, but – and you know the Monday the Monday morning press conference Matt immediately and I don't think it's like it's pretty common sense hey that didn't work we're probably not going to do it mm -hmm. but now with this whole twisted narrative be it 
we have no we have no fucking idea what actually happened. It'll be I wonder if we're gonna you know, hear stories years from now. I'm surprised like there isn't some TMZ Snapchat harvested video from someone with like Zadarius smiling yeah. in the club or something. In in this day and age you would think that would that would exist. Yeah. If if even that, rumors. If, you if know, it, we haven't heard yeah, anything. if it were the case that they went out on Friday, there would be something out there, but yeah. It, Speaking of of Lafleur, though, I really liked how he took full kind of responsibility and ownership for the and 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 like I think all thirty two coaches do, but I yeah. just felt like he was really no, he he was really like adamant and emphatic about it. He, so I really liked that. He's more um uh not reactionary, but you know pre- not precautionary either exactly. But he's he's going out of his way to take take these yes, blows and, and I love that. some people have wondered too just the way he replied because they talked about rogers comments in the presser too and he said rogers is a good leader so maybe maybe there is something there but i mean easy does it florio yeah but who at the same time who fucking cares he's a first year head coach for seven two. and two these are the things that first year head coaches struggle with it's the shit that doesn't have to do with football it's scheduling you know, it's kind of that yes. shit. Maybe the walkthrough was a little lackadaisical. Yes. But Jesus Christ, just a little too much for me. Here's the second clip. This is uh, part of my take from a couple weeks ago and Bill Michaels' radio show from just yesterday. We're talking, obviously, Joe and Troy go talk to these coaches and these teams before the broadcast trying to get some stories. Who's the most open? The most open, uh, miraculously, at least from the guys we've talked to this year is matt lafleur of the green bay Packers. i believe that yeah. he doesn't know any better yet yeah i know he hasn't been burned yet no, by one of these burned, guys and he also is like we we actually had him on the show uh i like training him. camp yeah matt lafleur of the new people is easily the most open all right we've got to take these chargers seriously man they're they're three and five but look at this roster look mm-hmm. at this look at this and then look at this this pass rush joey bosa melvin ingram is back from injury and these guys can wreck a game. Then Matt did his uh, weekly press conference. You know, it's packed in the auditorium. Yeah. Right? And so one of the writers said, uh, yeah, what about Joey Bosa and Ingram? He's getting back. I mean, is that a pretty good pass rush? And then you heard that that clip was what he said Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, you wreck a game. Then you go around the locker room later in the week to say, uh, hey, how's it going? How's the prep for the Chargers going? Yeah, that Ingram and Bosa. They can wreck a game. Wreck a game. And the players are saying this. And then and then LaFleur has a production meeting with CBS where he sits down with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Yeah, what do you think about these Chargers? Yeah, these guys can wreck a game. And so you got Tony Romo saying it during the game, you know? And lo and behold, LaFleur made they the correct wreck a game. made the correct prediction. So we played both of those clips there. I don't know. I think it's kind of an interesting conversation to have because when you be it whatever media is bullshit blah 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 but guys do listen to this shit and even recently in the last five years the Packers have banned like filming practice at certain times because people are listening and stuff well you see this it's not a huge thing but it's obvious that Matt LaFleur does he's very open and even with the with Army I feel like I've learned a lot about football this year just from listening to these press conferences at least early on in training camp with Matt LaFleur but you look at the best head coach in the league is Bill Belichick, and who talks the least with the media in the league, Bill Belichick. But I, so I don't. I think I could see how you could kind of relate those two clips. But I think um, 
like buck i i want to know what he means by open and like how open he is and then with that other clip where i think like with ingram and bosa wrecking a game like that's not news to anyone. But I think. But I, I see what you're saying. Where it could be like, yeah, that could maybe lead someone to believe. Okay, if he's you know this open about stuff like that, then maybe right. he's open about like his game plan. But I just I would I would need a lot more information on really what he's di- disclosing to think that he's really disclosing a lot. Yeah, but there's I don't know. There's other because now you wonder. Well, what what are other things that have been said in the past that right. probably have led to it? Because like I said, he's very very open and. The, I think some coaches like Mike McCarthy, after a while, you just give very, you know, cookie-cutter answers for stuff. But Matt Matt hasn't done that for much mm-hmm. this year. Because this is like one of those things. I mean, he created his own the own headline, you know, for the game. What he said to Tony Romo is literally what he said. And it's one of those things, well, if you know this is going to be the game, why aren't you able to stop it? And Tony Romo's kind of saying that right there, too. You know, it's... Yeah, but, I mean, it's like trying to stop it's trying to like game plan against a Belichick defense like yeah. that th- they're just going to wreak havoc and you're going to have to find ways to make plays outside of that. Um, but the thing that I, that, you know, kind of eases my mind is I, I feel like the offensive game plan has been very different each week. Mm-hmm. And so I think he can continue to evolve and, and, um, be flexible and versatile in, in order to, to keep defense on the toes. Cause, and like we've said, I think, I think a big focus part of the game plan was feeding 17 and getting him back. And so since that didn't uh, work know. out well, the offense really didn't move the ball. Yeah. We'll see. We'll talk about that later, but that is take news slash make a pro football talk headline for the week. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. That's right. Everyone's favorite segment is Kyle an idiot. Uh, well, it's not my favorite. Se- well, so far. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm sure everyone could, loves could it. turn into my favorite. Fun segment. little trivia. So for those who may have missed last week, I asked Kyle. Oh, we don't have to talk about that. A, well, I was going to say that. I was just going to introduce the segment. I'm going to ask Kyle four questions about the Green Bay Packers. And we're going to have a running tally for how he's doing. He is one and three. He got one out of four correct last week. Mm. This week, it doesn't get any easier, but no special teams questions yes. this week. Yes, okay, so. I was going to say, ease up on that. All right, this is a big test here. Who did Brett Favre replace? Oh, uh, Kyle. Wasn't it the Magic Man? Thank God. Oh. <sighs> You, if you didn't get that yeah, one, I was okay. like, fuck, this is going to be a shaky, <laughs> a shaky segment. Okay. Don Magikowski. Thank you. Oh, good. All right. Awesome. You got both of them. Have you, have you seen that poster before, the old poster in the 90s? Uh, I, I think I have. He's got like a wand. Yeah. Is maybe. he in like jean shorts too? Uh, no, I don't think so. You might be thinking of Farf, but yeah. I, <laughs> I think he's got the full get up. He might have white gloves on too and the wand and it says yeah. the magic man. That's great. I'll, I'll post that from the Twitter account. So, hey, that's a little plug. You guys should go give follow. Away. All right. So good. Uh, one and oh, I think you were one and oh last week too. And then Shit, over three. Right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Much tougher now. Who was the last offensive player drafted in the first round? For the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Um, Not easy. It's been. It's um, been more than a few years. Fuck. Uh, I know this too. 
three. No. Two. No, no, don't do that shit. Hey, we're trying to keep this to an hour, man. Uh-oh. Fuck. Okay, hold on. Give me like ten more seconds. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Uh, five. Four. Three. No. Fuck. Two. Uh, one. Derek Sherrod. Ah! Yeah. Damn it! Yes. Ooh, Kyle Kyle has stood up. This is the first time he's ever stood while we've been recording. Ah! He cracked his back. Yes. I I I was gonna say like I, you like you like, like it when I, I have the little here. I'll ease your pain a little bit. You like the little tiddly bits that I have on the Packers. I do. All right, Derek Sherrod's rookie year. So he was drafted as a tackle. Wasn't playing very well as a tackle before he even broke his leg, which was a year later, and that pretty much ended his career. Mm. But wasn't doing well as tackle, so they moved him to guard. He had a positional battle. T.J. Lang. T.J. Lang. That was the start of T.J. Lang's career. He beat out Derek Sherrod, and he never relinquished that starting spot until he went on to the Detroit Lions. What round was Balaga drafted in? He was was first. uh, He kept popping in my head. Yeah, right, because you knew it was a tackle. I I knew it was an O-lineman. I I knew it was an O-lineman. Yeah, because Balaga was the year or two years before that. But all right, one and one. This is a big one. Name all the players with retired numbers for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. So we got... There's six. Six. Okay. Brett Favre. Yep. Reggie White. Yep. Bart Starr. Yep. Uh, Ray Nitschke. Yep. Very good. Um, uh, These are the top Curly Lambeau. No. No. Paul Horning. Fucking A. Wrong. Ooh, you're bringing up some good tiddly bits here. You're wrong. You got two more... Who's who's number five? Isn't five retired? That's Paul Horning. That that's a fun little tiddly bit too. Number five is a number uh, that is not retired, but is not given out. It's very very oh. rarely given out to like tryout players or players who aren't going to really make the team. But it's never given to someone who makes the fifty-three man roster. At least from my memory, I'm pretty sure that's a real thing. I wonder if they're probably going to hand it out when Paul Horning passes away eventually. But is it's huh. Yeah, it, never mind. It'll never happen. But yeah, um, the other two you missed: Don Hudson, mm. number fourteen, and the most random. Maybe I need to dive back in history. But Tony Canedo has his number retired. But it's you know you have like you Tony said like Lambo, not like La- Lambo was a coach player. Yeah, I don't know why I said Curly Lambo. That was dumb. But the Paul Horning thing kind of makes sense too. Uh, yeah. Ray, Ray Nitschke also, I wanted to say this. He was, he's probably, I think he was born, he was either born on March 6th or died on March 6th, with his, which is my birthday. Very important. Doesn't uh-huh. matter. But he was always one of my favorite players because you see like the old NFL he films. He is like the embodiment of. It's like him and Jack Lambert from the Steelers were the, yes. the typical like st- like uh, linebackers Grit, who were mud. just beat, beat to shit. Yeah. Uh, when I would get autographs back in the day, uh, there were two guys who would get autographs when they were older than me. They're in their 20s when I was 15, whatever. And they said that back in the day when they were my my age at the time, they went in the phone book, looked up Ray Nitschke, and he never took his never took his name out of the phone book his entire life. <laughs> they called him. I think half thinking you know he wouldn't pick up picks up. They end up going over to his house. Had a morning of coffee with them, signed all the shit that they had, what? and they they just got to hang out with Ray Nitschke for a day. How fucking cool is and that? He, and then like, so obviously this was in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. like he was just he retired yep. in Green Bay. He lived, dude. Yep. That's so that's awesome. that's just the way it works. What an experience. Yep. So, so hold on, what was the uh, Canado? What was his number? I I believe he was number two, two no three. He okay. was number three, and he was running back. 
Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that that is random. Yep. So I don't know. Give me like half a point there. <laughs> I don't. That, I think that's wrong. You should be able to get those. That's wrong. You're one, one and two. This, this is, this is a trick question, and it's a fun trick question because you are going to get lost in your mind in this one. Even can if, I have more than eight seconds, please? Oh, t- the listeners are not going to like how long it took you to answer incorrectly. Sorry. Who caused the turnover that started the Lambo leap? Leroy Butler. Fuck. Yeah. I wish I wish you wouldn't have got that because that was. But what was the entire play? Do you know what the entire play was? Uh, I think it was a strip sack. So, Leroy Butler caused the fumble. Reggie White recovered the fumble and lateraled it to Leroy Butler. Oh, that's okay. Yep. So fuck, and he answered so quick that would have been a nice little drum roll for people <laughs> yeah. listening to because I think most people are thinking, oh, you want to think Leroy Butler, but it was actually Reggie Reggie White because he lateraled it. Well, Reggie didn't even cause the turnover. It was Leroy just Ooh. getting the ball back to yeah, him. Yeah, that's wow. I totally forgot about the lateral. Yeah. That's Damn. awesome. Okay, well, two All right. for two, two five hundred, five hundred, baby. So not five hundred overall yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. All right, predictions for the week. We are playing the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton just got thrown on the IR today too. Jeez, I mean, I don't think he was thrown onto it. I don't he know. Was placed there. Yeah, you see Ryan Woods' tweet too. No. He he tweeted something like third week in a row where the Packers are facing a team that has a huge news story going into or a huge disrupt disruption because the week before the offensive coordinator yeah the how off- the hell is that ex- that's what Kyle the mayor of Green Bay Kyle Kuzvina whatever that's what he said he said uh the Packers weren't going to play Cam Newton yeah they, and isn't... they've been dealing without Cam Newton for pretty much the whole season now yeah so don't don't let that get in the way of a good tweet though <laughs> no. or not even a good tweet a mediocre tweet at that <laughs> or uh, just a tweet just a tweet <laughs> yeah um so yeah they're five and three second place in the south um it, it... we're back in Lambeau they back opened in, up yeah as... thank god we, we need to be back after, yeah, well, after that that's what's worrisome is to end the year, like this second half of the year coming up, we're on the road a lot. Yeah, I well, we were fine against the Cowboys. I and especially yeah. this, maybe I haven't said. I mean, do you really think the Packers are gonna fuck up the way they did again with these? Ro- like, can you imagine if uh, next time on a Saturday they go out before a game? Yeah, like th- if that happens, well, everything will fall. They're apart. gonna be well. I mean, it's San Fran's it's a lot different than L.A., but they'll they'll have <laughs> yeah, that temptation gonna, again. But no, yeah, yeah that, that go, won't happen. They're again. gonna go to tech stores and coffee shops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Billy Turner, but Billy Turner looks like he should work at a Starbucks. Big tech guy. Yeah. Well, what? No. I'm thinking Actually, the, no, he's a hair... big fashion guy. Yeah, he's, yes, he's, he's got Super a lot hipster. of drip. Yep. Uh, anyways, Green Bay, back in Lambeau, they opened up as seven-point favorites, and they're already down to five, so the money seems mm. to be being placed on the Panthers. Yeesh. Um, but I think this is a trap trap game. Yeah, double trap. To where so it's people, good for us. Yeah, people think... It's a trap to the Packers, but you'd be trapping yourself if you were thinking you were going to be trapped by that trap. Yes. So it's in you, turn a double trap. You trap my mind. Whoa! Right there. Yeah, it's you know obviously everyone knows everyone knows about the Carolina Panthers. Um, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey having an MVP type season. A legitimate MVP candidate at at running back, which is tough to do. Like, and, yeah, I was gonna say for a quarterback award, it's insane that he's legitimately firmly in the conversation yep uh greg olson's a tight end for them i don't know how he does what play he has tight left, end that's true but I'm, I'm trying to say you know they've got a good running back they've got an okay tight end but this game's going to be one and lost probably with Allen being the quarterback there he's inexperienced but he hasn't played too bad you know he's 
he's been a pretty good game manager as yeah. you know someone who nobody really knew of going into this year. Sixty percent completion percentage on the year. Um, he's got nine touchdowns, four picks for an eighty-seven point eight rating. So yeah, not it's his stats aren't popping off the screen, but um, they're definitely not bad either. Yeah, looks like uh, like. Like Alex Smith through nine weeks. There he Yeah, and that, that's kind of what that team needs because th- historically the Panthers have a pretty decent defense. And mm-hmm. now this year, too, with the rookie that they took. Brian Burns. Brian which, Burns, who was 16th overall, which who a lot of people in Packers verse, I was kind of one of them. Would yeah. have liked to see him go at 12. but um, I wanted him to. I feel like him and Sweat were the two names that I. Well, Sweat had that heart condition that's right that's that was what it was a big it's been, deal. It, it was so long it's like you have these guys you look for in the draft and then once they're not that well you, you completely sorry. forget they exist sorry sorry unless it's fucking tj uh, yes. unless it's tj Watt. that's yes. the guy that's the only guy yes um but it, um going back to their their offense quick they got some nice receivers on the outside too dj moore has played really well this year and curtis samuel samuel is kind oh, of that's right. kind of uh yeah. made a name for himself so far this year too yeah I don't know. I feel like we have a good enough team where it's tough to worry. We should worry, but I don't know. I assume it's I said it last week. I assume we should win, but I guess we've kind of been overlooking opponents mm-hmm. recently as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'll go with a score of man. Should I do what I did last? Week? I think I did like seventeen thirty-one, and I'm going to do seventeen thirty-one Packers. Oh, okay. Damn it. I'm going to unfortunately have to do a pretty similar score to that mm. um i think joe buck we're getting the joe buck treatment i think Ooh. he's been nice to us um in in his recent broadcasts for the packers and i don't know why it's so it's like the fun and popular thing to do to hate him i think he's really good at his I job do th- i do think it's moved away from that now and not as many people hate him i do not like troy aikman. I, yeah especially okay. the it cowboys is, game completely Fuck fine him. to dislike troy aikman yeah. he he is very airheaded sometimes mm-hmm. but joe buck i think he's he's really good yeah um anyways i think the final score will be 27 17 good guys okay okay and for those who both kyle and i were both wrong last week i think i was probably more wrong with the points too because i think i had like 17 31 which is not close at all Oh, so you're doing the same score again Interesting. that's what i said that's what i said listen use your ears my bad and we'll continue you mentioned it this week we didn't talk about it beforehand recording but i'm gonna say it now Bold predictions for the Ooh. week. So we're going to throw out bold predictions. We'll see if they hit. Damn, you're just throwing this on me. I didn't mm-hmm. have time to prep. Okay, go you ahead. Gotta, you got to be first. able to stall you know, a little bit. Talk about random well, shit. Well, I'll have my own prediction here. We saw the snap count go up last week a little bit. Ooh. I've said it before to you in person. Ooh. I think this is the week where Kingsley Kiki gets his first NFL sack. Nice. Yes. That's a good pick. Okay. And that's, that's kind of the thing that we kind of agreed on for this thing this bold predictions is we have to mutually agree that the others is bold enough yep and we'll see we'll see uh, i guess they gotta be only one set okay i yeah since he hasn't yeah yeah okay i mean he's playing probably like 15 percent of the stats right now okay that's bold enough okay um okay with that then going on the whole first thing i think the italian stallion Danny Vitale Ooh, gets his first touchdown. Fuck. 
damn it, I don't want you to have this. Oh, I love that I don't that want one. you to have this, but I, fuck, I feel like I have to, especially last week, he only had four snaps, so this is pretty fair. Oh, yeah, so now, yeah. It has, it, I have to say, but it, fuck, it sucks, because I, I don't, I never, ever, ever bet on the Packer games. Every time There's I do. too much riding on it emotionally. Emotionally, but even if I take the over or under, the Packers just lose. That's just what happens. <laughs> the last time I bet on a Packer game was uh, when Rodgers broke his collarbone, the game at uh, Lambeau, Keenum Ooh. versus Hunley. I took the under, and I took Oof. the Vikings, and both of them, I mean, it was easy. that season was over. But uh, I so the way I alleviate betting on the Packers is making the uh, DraftKings. Oh, there you, yeah. The, I do uh, like doing the captain showdown thing, and I've been, last week we had Vitaly. I had Vitaly zero, in I it. bet 0.01%. Oh, enough. He had four snaps. Yeah. And he ran one round. No, I'm saying own percentage, oh, though. Oh, it was actually tournament. two point something percent. Oh, wow. Yeah, shocking. But, fuck, I guess I'll have to find someone else to throw in there. So are we going to are we gonna make this interesting at all, or just bragging rights? Or? We can, I don't, I don't know what exactly to bet here. Okay, so we'll just... We'll we'll figure it out. We'll as keep we it go. tally. We'll keep it tally. We'll make it fun. But yeah. um yeah, other than that, we will keep it chugging along with what I've been doing for the outros. As a podcaster, I must ask you, could you please leave a five star review? It does help us move up so that more people can listen to the show. Um mm-hmm. uh, we have done nothing but lost money while making the show. <laughs> so it's I'm not really gaining anything here. It's just nice to have some more ears for, you know, all the time we spent making this stupid fucking thing. But, uh, yeah, if you can do I that. Fun. Yeah, do that. Uh, leave a review, too. Uh, next week, I will officially announce the giveaway, which will be very, very easy for anyone to do. And it's free. So it'll be fun. Um, other than that, I don't have anything else. Kyle, do you? I do not. All right. Well, then, Sturgill Simpson, please don't sue us. Go, back, go. I'm still living